Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by Guardian Nation. Guardian Nation is the community for devoted gun people focused on guarding themselves, their families, homes, and communities. We hope that you'll check it out and consider joining. Whether it be for the monthly training and drill videos, discounts on products in their store, the monthly Guardian Nation Live broadcast with top industry professionals, or the quarterly box of hand-picked Guardian gear, there's something for everyone in becoming a member of Guardian Nation. Check it out at GuardianNation.com. Hey, hey, everybody, we are back. <laughs> Sorry, we're having a, it. <laughs> a, a, a little uh, betting or jokes about how I would start our uh, semi-intro in because, you know, I go with the standard, hey, hey, but, you know, I got to change it up every now and keep people on their toes. Yeah, well, I win this week, so you're going to have to come up with something new next week. I'm going to need like a Rolodex, okay. a Rolodex of intro, intros, uh, yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> I think people have come to expect it, though, so I don't know. I don't, I don't think you need to change a thing. I, mean, I think you're fantastic. Well, but hey, thank you. how's everyone doing? Thank you so much for joining us another week. Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. Love doing these podcasts. It is so great to spend our week with you. Um, and it's so fun to have some fabulous guests with us on the show today. I look Man, how was your week, Emily? It's good. What happened this week? Uh, not yeah? too much. I'm still, you know, in the, the bowels of my job. <laughs> trying to slowly get out. I thought you were about to say some kind of new detox you were going through. (laughs) No, but I did get sucked into some good uh, Instagram sponsored ad. What'd you you buy? I have subscribed to um, eucalyptus plant. I don't know what they are. Like, you know, just eucalyptus leaves, stalks, the branches, whatever they are. Um. I don't know. There was an ad to like have like a monthly subscription and I was like, oh, I could, you know, freshen up the house with some eucalyptus, maybe bring in a little bit of that like spa feel. So like, I'm, cause it's just too easy to like diffuse eucalyptus oil that you had to bring in a eucalyptus plant. Yeah, I guess that I could. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this, we'll see how this subscription goes. Cause I might be over it after like two months and then I'll have to move to the oil. But oh my god, you know what I get suckered into every time with those stupid they've got my number. Now they just I think they type in uh target Amy Robbins account because I always see them. It's like the really cute shopping fashion sites, but you know you're getting it like straight a straight up ripoff from like China. And yet the clothes look so cute on the models. And every time I've gotten them, it's like it it's a little five-year-old. And so I'm like, I don't know why they're, they just can't seem to get that most people are buying this from the United States. Let's make the sizing work for people. 
And but they they get me. They're like, ooh, 37 people are buying it in your area. We're gonna be sold out. And I'm like, I gotta buy it now. And I buy like and then they're like, it's 95% off if you buy it right now. And then I buy like three hundred dollars worth of clothes that don't fit me. Right. So Oh, marketing at its finest. You it know? is. I know. I'm like, gosh, I really like, I could take some tips on the Alexa website for what the, for these people are doing. <laughs> 20 people in your area have just bought the signature pen. <laughs> They're going to be sold out in five minutes. <laughs> I like that though. That's, that's something that's going to have to get put into like potential thought and plan. Well, it works. It works on me. So I, and I run an online website, so I'm thinking it would probably work on other people too. I don't know, but okay. I had such a week. I had such an interesting week. Let's hear about it because you've definitely got something to talk about. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give all of it away because it leads me into the fantastic guest that we have here, but I'll kind of set the stage really quick this, this week. Um, I had the honor to go and speak to a sorority chapter at a local college in our area. I was super psyched about this. <laughs> I was so like, you know, yay, all these girls can't wait to hear about Alexo and what we have to offer. And I'm going to keep all of these girls safe, you know, and right. I, I can't wait to tell them about it. Because I think I take for granted the fact that this world that I live in where all the women that are on Team Alexo are super stoked about mm-hmm. being prepared and living self-reliant lives. You get outside of this little bubble and this little team and that is just not quite the case. So this is going to lead me into why we have our amazing guests that we have on the show today. I want everybody um, in your car, on the treadmill, I don't care if you're cooking dinner, give a big round of applause for... Miss Sydney. How are you, Sydney? Good. How are y'all? Great, y'all. Sydney is a college student at the University of North Texas, which is just right up the road from me, where she is studying communication. She is the VP of Turning Point USA and has been featured, listen to this, in not only Time Magazine, but also on NBC with Stay Tuned with the NRA. Um, And she's also been featured on the Chad Prather Show as well. And in the last year, she has worked with groups that are near and dear to my heart, like Empowered 2A that Miss Antonia Okafor started. And she is now working with our company, with Alexa Athletica, whoop, whoop, to further the mission that women can carry with confidence. How's it going, Sydney? It's good. You know, I am busy with school and this is just a nice little fresh break. I am so glad that you took a break from your studies to come and (laughs) to come and talk on our Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. Okay. So this was, this was a fun week, you know, and the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because I need your help to shed some light (laughs) on some things that are going on that my eyes were open to. So I was in the middle of telling everybody that I went to the sorority. I was talking to them. Okay. So to set the, the, the groundwork, I really thought I, I was walking into a, a group of women that wanted to hear about how to stay safe on campus. As far as I thought and what I was put out, that was supposed to happen. They were excited. <laughs> you know what? It, it was great. So, so, so Sydney set this all up for us. She's fantastic. She, she's been knowing that this is a 
big push and a big mission that we've been wanting to get into is get onto college campuses because we all know, you hear the statistics that sexual assault, rape, even murders are up on college campuses. Um, Even since Obama, I believe the Obama administration was one of the first ones to really conduct a survey of what was really going on uh, with the rape culture on college campuses, because you'll see a lot of times that college campuses don't advertise what's actually happening on college campuses. You think about it, they don't want to say, um, you know, Susie, 17 girls got raped last week because, you know, mom and dad are paying for Right, they want that money. They want that money. And so they're going to keep it all under the rug, which it does nobody. It's a disservice to everybody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I go to this college, me, knowing these statistics, knowing what's going on, living a self-prepared, self-reliant life myself, I couldn't wait to go and share all of my knowledge with all of these young women. So I get there early. I, I canvass the, the campus because I wanted to see the area, you know, mm-hmm. not knocking on North Texas, but it's not in the greatest area no, it's of not. all. Um, you can just read the crime reports of what's going on in Denton, Texas. And so I'm, I'm going around campus because what I wanted to see was what are the, what's the current mindset of the women that are on campus? Am I seeing a lot of women walking by themselves? Um, am I seeing girls w- walking with their heads, you know, down in their phone so they have their earbuds on when they're running? What is the current, the current climate? And I saw a wide array of things. So I was like, yes, this is going to be a great opener for these girls. I'm going to go talk to them. Um, so I get in there and really the focus of what I was talking to them about was not anything firearm related. Mm-hmm. Because I'm talking to, I know everything from college freshmen to seniors in college, right? So you got a wide age range there. A lot of girls can't even carry firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, we're not going to focus on the firearm necessarily. We're just going to focus on kind of what Alexa is, our story, and then give tips, simple tips of situational awareness. And then I had this great idea to bring three alternative non-lethal forms of self-defense tools <laughs> to the college <laughs> campus, which I had a Kimber pepper blaster, a taser defense pulse, and a yellow jacket stun gun. Not all the, team, all the, good, not a, all the goods. All the options. All, all the, the great all the basic things. All the basics. Like for, for those that don't want to kill somebody if their life is being threatened, these are good non-lethal options right. to give you time to get away from the situation. Things were going great. We were talking to them about it. You know, we, we had Sydney do a quick demonstration. She had some signature pants on. She lifts her shirt up and whoa, she reveals that she's got a taser pulse in her pants. The entire room just gasps. Gasps. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay, well, then Sydney proceeds to tell them, no, 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 this isn't a gun. Right, this isn't I was a firearm. Say, this I, is a taser. I assume they probably thought it was a gun. Right. We all have them. Like, we know, we know what this is. <laughs> right. So I assumed that the gasp was because they thought it was a firearm. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, they were really just gasping because you had a self-defense tool on your body. So I proceed to show that I have a Kimber mm-hmm. Pepper Blaster, you know, tucked nice and secure in my pants. And then I bust out the big, bad, scary yellow jacket stun gun. <laughs> if you've never seen one of these things before, <laughs> it is like, a- you mean, you mean um, the big, scary yellow jacket stun gun that is a cell phone case? Oh, yes. <laughs> and it's a battery backup <laughs> charger slash okay. stun gun case. I'm so scared of cell phones. 
So I'm big, I'm big into demonstrations, right? So I couldn't wait to push the prongs out of this phone and show all the girls like the noise that it makes and the like press the electrodes and have it make the loud noise. I will give it to them. It's a little scary the first time. You're not expecting to have that loud noise, right? So Mm -hmm. I press it, it goes off. I get the reaction that I wanted. It was great. The girl's like, <laughs> you know, they were, they, they took them by surprise. And that's what I wanted. I felt like so great. Great. We got their attention. This is going to be awesome. I felt like we were just like killing it. We finished up. We wrapped up in about 15 minutes, leave. And we had the opportunity to go and lay out all the, the clothes at the end. And then I was like, I had this great idea. I'm going to lay out these self-defense tools on the table. I'm going to show them where it fits in the pants. Well, and so they can actually look- and see kind of well yeah so they could see them and feel them and know what the options are and then at the end i get this lady who walks up to me and i thought she was coming to congratulate us (laughs) well we did on our on our speech (laughs) nope 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 uh come to find out she proceeds to tell me that i really scared the girls in there in this meeting To the point where she kindly asked me to remove all of the self-defense tools from the table because it's just too scary and she doesn't want to scare the girls before they come out of the meeting. So, like, Sydney, you have to help me here because I feel like I'm missing something. Maybe I've been out of college way too long, but what the heck is going on on college campuses right now? that yeah. girls are all about women's empowerment, but too freaking scared to see a stun gun or a Kimber Pepper blaster. Cause I can guarantee you that a stun gun is a whole hell of a lot less scary than getting raped. Right. Well, and the irony to this whole thing is that most of my friends in this chapter are carrying mace. They are carrying some like taser, but they're the ones you can get from Walmart that are not as effective as the other brands. And I just find it funny that they're nervous and scared when it's this actual device and they're all about empowering women. And yet this is the most like basic form of it. And they won't. So what is it? it. Well, I, what, I also think what, with, those, with those tools that they're buying, those, you know, from wherever they're getting them. Yeah. They're tip. They're, they're most likely the, the standard ones we've all yeah. seen. Them. We've all had them, you know, you just throw them on your keychain and they're there, but they've never actually, like try to use it or no. try, you know, attempted. So they really have no real experience with what that that reaction of theirs would be. So they don't know what to expect. So then when you come in with, I mean, come on, the yellow jacket stun gun, <laughs> like the cell phone case. It's the least scary of everything. I mean, that's just. I, mean, I don't like, know. I think the Kimber Pepper Blaster is pretty non-scary as well. Right, but <laughs> I, I just, would think it just, it like to me that just like, don't aren't 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 they all like living on their phones? So well, so but, but what is it like? What is it now with with college campuses and the and the women on college campuses that are so against being prepared and defending themselves? What's going on? Yeah, so I, I mean, I fully believe that it's them being naive and they're not. They're all worried about situational awareness. And we, me and my roommate, actually just had something happen last night. Um, with exactly, I, I, it, last night <laughs> what? we had, um, a homeless man that was in our front office and she, my roommate comes home and she goes, Hey, there's someone in the front office and he's not supposed to be there. And it's really making me nervous. And I said, what, like, why are you, 
questioning this. I said, just call the police, make sure you have your, um, your taser with you at the very least. And she's like, I just don't want to go run and work out. And it's like, she was so nervous. She was so like, I don't know what to do. And we had just had this conversation in our chapter meeting and she lives with me. So like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's very interesting to think how these girls, they think they're safe and they think they're in their bubble and, but they don't actually want to acknowledge the fact that there might be a problem. There might, well, be, right. it might be just safer well, for them to have these tools. And I, it's never a bad thing. I think it's an amazing thing. It's more empowering to women, but well, I'm sitting here reading the, these are the, the campus reports yes. just for North Texas. Let, let, let's read this really fast. And so I'm reading the campus crime alerts. You've got everything on here from robbery, sexual assault, robbery, strong arm, aggravated robbery, theft, assault by contact, arson, unlawful restraint, assault, arson, aggravated assault, sexual assault, like aggregated, uh, aggravated robbery, robbery. I'm sitting here going, okay, I can do a quick Google search and pull up a campus crime report now. And I will say too, this doesn't even mention the, the two to three UNT murders that I know have happened in the last couple of years for the students of UNT. So maybe because it didn't happen on the campus, they're not reporting it, but it happened a street over from campus. What people forget with UNT is everything is, there's the campus itself, which a lot of students do live on, but the surrounding areas where all the apartments are, it is where all of the students live. It's where our activities are. Um, Our lodge is considered off campus for my sorority. And so none of these things matter because they're off campus. Um, but I think it's also fair to say that this is, yes, this is UNT, but this is very common of a lot of universities. Um, and when you look at these schools, it's very terrifying <laughs> to actually look into their crime reports. Right. I don't know if like the part of that, that naiveness that these girls have, is it a combination of because the conversations aren't being had, whether it's like in their home or amongst their friends And like, nobody's really talking about like the realities because like I, like growing up, like I was always told, you know, like, you know, I mean, it starts with the basics. Don't talk to strangers, you know? And then like, it kind of just says you always need to be careful. And it's just, I don't know if those conversations are not starting at home and, you know, I I don't know. I just, well, I'm sorry, but when the door mom or the the house mom is the one who wants to throw right. a pacifier and a blanket to all of the girls to keep them. She's feeling actually safe. not our house mom. We don't have a house mom right now. Okay, um, he is considered an advisor, so she's someone that would sit in on a meeting. So she's not there all the time. But well, she's whoever, there. <laughs> whatever it is, like the lady who to me is like you're leading these young women. Yeah. You were so supposed to be about it during yeah. chapter. The that one night. that's empowering them and helping them is the one who wants to remove the fact that actually being prepared or taking like a proactive stance towards not getting raped because what just happened on campus? Wasn't there just a, a bad rape that happened? Not Yeah. So we had, we was just announced in our chapter that there was a girl that was raped. Um, basically a fraternity had locked her and some fraternity members had locked her in a car and yeah. And they raped her and she was under the influence of alcohol. Oh um, it was a, just an awful, awful story. And she, um, I don't believe she's pressing charges, but um, she, they basically had this whole talk about how if something happens to you, you can reach out to us and we will be there for you no matter what, which is amazing. And the fact that we have that support, but sure. you mentioned the support of having 
like we said, the yellow jacket or Kimber pepper blaster or a firearm and you are, it's like, no, no, that's too much. Well, that's scary. That's, you don't know what you're doing or, and even if you do, and like, these are basic self-defense tools. These are something that is so easy to obtain, so easy to use. You don't have to be trained except for the firearm. Like it's, it's so easy to have just in case. I, I know. It goes back to like they're not like it's it's like what we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago when the news is sharing these stories. Like you're telling everybody, you know all this bad stuff is happening, but why not just provide a solution other than, well, thank you so much that we have a support group to go to and somebody that we we can confide in when something bad happens, but help us with like just one more level that we can take on ourselves and implement exactly. into our lives. Like yeah. I think it's the well, if we don't acknowledge that you need these tools or that you need to be able to be prepared and defend yourself, then it's not going to happen. Like, let's just... You know, but I never read one crime report when I was at Texas A&M, like, to be aware of the fact that I was vulnerable as a woman by myself walking across campus because I it, late at night, because all of us have those late night study sessions when oh, you're in college, that's in the library that happens to be all the way across campus right. if your dorm's on the other side. And no, my friends didn't have the same study schedule as me. So I had to walk home by myself a lot of the times. And I didn't need any crime report or anybody telling me what, what could happen or what was going on for me to be like, eh, Sometimes I actually enrolled in a self-defense course for that reason, because I'm like, you know what? Like I, I'm out here by myself. I, I could, I'm very vulnerable on the stage and I want to learn the best tools that I can. So I really just kind of thought that women had that mindset and come to find out that's just not the mindset that, that people are having now. And I'm hearing about it more and more. And that really opened my eyes the other day while I was on campus. And I just hope and pray that these girls don't have to actually experience something bad to, to start thinking about this. And that's all I want. That's all Emily wants. Right. We're not trying to scare you. We're actually just trying to say like, there's, there's things and ways that you can be proactive so that it doesn't happen to you. And like growing up, my dad always told me, he's like, it's just people behaving badly. He's like, you can't control a situation. Right. Always. And, and I was, I'm, when I was brought up, I was brought up to believe that I'm never safe and that I need to be just aware of my surroundings and know where I'm at and basic things that I, I as well thought that my friends were all getting to know growing up, but they, this, this new mentality of I'm fine, it's not going to happen to me or someone else will take care of it. Or, but then if I am that someone else, if I have a firearm or if I have a, um, not legally yet, um, a Kimber pepper blaster or any other self-defense tool, then I'm looked on as, oh, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm worried about things that don't happen. It's, it's really a double standard when you think about it. Well, yeah, let's talk about that too, because it seemed to me that you might be the only one in your sorority, I, God knows, maybe on UNT's campus as a whole, but that's actually standing up and being bold enough to speak up for women's rights and, yeah. and women's rights to defend themselves. Do you find that you have a lot of support on campus or do you kind of feel like you're doing this alone sometimes? So when I'm working with Turning Point, um, I would I would get every once in a while, we have a lot of guys that would come up and talk to us, um, but that was more about conservative values. It wasn't necessarily women's self-protection side of things. Um, when we had Antonia on campus talking about uh, basically how women's rights are gun rights and that whole narrative, um, we, we did have some pushback, but it was never from women. It was always from men. And so huh. 
I, on my on my campus, I think there are girls that agree with me, but I think they're very quiet. Um, but in my sorority is where I've had the biggest pushback. Um, I I came here to transfer to UNT, and so I was already the different girl from somewhere else. Um, and I was already active on social media at that point with what I believed, and that was that women can't protect themselves; women have the right to, and um, we should. And there was immediate pushback from everyone in my sorority. Um, as I've done more posting and as I've done more interviews and girls have been able to see really what I believe personally, I've had less of pushback from a few girls, <laughs> but with that, I also got more. Um, I'm known as the crazy gun girl and I am not 21. I cannot be own a firearm in the state of Texas um, or can still carry. So <laughs> the fact that they're even saying that is just untrue. Um, and our, it's funny because our advising board, they know about it and they know that this is happening in our chapter. And I just got put in contact with the Chi Omega lawyer because this is important. And this is, this is something that the advising board's like, yeah, that's not, that's not true that you shouldn't be treated any differently because you believe something that is different from your sister. And that's what makes uh sorority so amazing is that you can yeah. do so many I- different things. So getting that pushback was very shocking to me when I first came there. And it's amazing that they're associating everything that you're trying to do from like demonizing the firearm mm-hmm. portion of all of it mm-hmm. as if that in and of itself is the one thing that makes your opinions now discredited. It's because they don't like guns other than really looking at the argument that no, me saying that I believe in the second amendment and my right to choose how I want to defend myself. I choose a firearm because I think it's a great equalizer, but I'm not telling you, you have to have a firearm. And I've <laughs> told girls over and over again, I said, come shoot with me, come to a range, come learn how to use a taser properly. I mean, literally anything. And nobody ever takes me up on my offer. They're like, that's scary. That's not what I want to do. And I'm saying you're more naive by never even, right. by never even allowing yourself that choice or allowing yourself that option and I'm not even talking with the firearm at this point. Like We're just talking basic self-defense tools, even a self-defense class with mm-hmm. the UNT police. Girls just don't want to do it. They don't feel that it's helpful to them. And they are the ones wearing these empowered women in power shirts. Right. And I'm like, so, that is an unempowering thing. Yeah. So you, so UNT does their, through their police, I, from what you said, they do like a self-defense they offer. So what is that? Is that? Cool. Um, so yeah, UNT police, as far as I've understood, they do have, um, a, a self-defense class. Um, I didn't do it through UNT. I did it through my other university up in Illinois, um, with my sorority sister. So how ironic is that? Um, (laughs) being in a different state treated completely differently. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Um, I've heard really good things about the UNT one as well. Um, there was another girl at UNT that did it and she said it was amazing. Um, but it's an extra thing and you have to seek it out. It's not something that is required. We're required to do online drug and safety, um, courses, but we're not required to take a self-defense class. And yeah. And so do they offer like, so if they're, if you guys are required to do like the online drug, Oh, you said drug and safety. Drug and alcohol. Drug and alcohol. No, safety is not required. So they don't do any kind of just campus safety things that you can do or anything like that. And that's why I wanted to bring Amy in for the chapter because I was like, this is, 
that we're talking situational awareness. We're not even <laughs> that <is> like, <laughs> like that is where it starts. It's funny, but it's like talking about the two A side of things. It's <laughs> situational awareness. We had like a plan. Sydney and I had a plan going in and we're like, okay, we're not even going to, we're not mentioning firearms. I mean, other than the fact that I told them my choice, I had, I chose to get a license to carry and I'm a f- licensed firearm instructor. That was the only two things that were ever said about a firearm. Exactly. Outside of that, it was really just, I mean, I just wanted to give tips to stay safe. Cause I took a poll and I even said, how many of you have walked across campus by yourself at some point and felt a little unsafe. And I would say about 75% of the people raise their hands like, oh yeah, that has happened to me. So I don't understand where the disconnect is between being like, oh yeah, I felt unsafe to, oh yeah, I don't want to feel unsafe again. So maybe I should do something about it because then only about 20% raised their hand that they carried mace. Well, and then if they're carrying it, it's in the bottom of their backpack or in in their their purse. purse Yeah. It's not readily available. It's like, oh, it's in my, it's there. My roommate has her taser in her nightstand. And I said, that's great and wonderful, but it stays in her nightstand 24 seven. And I said, that's great. If there's someone that comes in the home, like, yes, sure. but on a daily <laughs> basis, I'm like, you just bought Alexo pants and you won't even. <laughs> she hasn't even worn them in her pants yet. No, not yet. I was like, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's very scary too, because I have a lot of my friends are walking alone. They are on campus late at night. We are involved in so many activities. We've had the president of the university be in my sorority. We've had girls that do amazing, wonderful things all over campus and they are out through all hours of the day and night. And I, it's just, it's shocking to me that they don't, they don't put their personal safety. Are a lot of the girls in in the sorority out, out of state? Is that where they came from out of state? Are they Texas? He is mostly Texas. Um, We have a few girls, but most of them have come here for a year and did community college before they went to UNT um, just to make school cheaper and they had the right degree offering. So most of our girls are from the Texas area. So I feel like the, the gun issue, I mean, if you're from like, I, yeah. I'm going to assume that probably most of those girls grew up around guns. Parents had guns, dads, like, so maybe just, not, you know, yeah, like not, not at UNT. Not. I would say other schools in Texas. Yes. But UNT is very, it's a very liberal campus. We've been okay. fighting, uh, free speech. So then, sure. I, can time, I mean, they just, the university itself is. Well, um, and, and that's another thing too, I think that blows, that kind of boggles my mind because I know we <laughs> want to say UNT is a liberal campus, but I have a lot of liberal friends that still like actually consider their safety <laughs> and yeah, actually literally. consider it's like, not, this is not a conservative liberal issue. Right. This it's not like a political right. issue here. Does it matter? And I don't know, like, I know we think, I'm sure there's a, probably a lot of those girls might be conservative, you know, like politically speaking, but then they just, it, so whatever it is, I don't think it's necessarily a political issue. I really just think that there's some disconnect some misinformation that they're getting fed exactly. that is really making them believe that they live in this utopia bubble safe mm-hmm. space. I forget the, the craziest thing I ever heard one time was my, um, my safe bubble or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some lady told yeah. me that she had a safe mental bubble around her and that's why nothing's ever happened to her. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that like a bullet can 
pierce your safe mental bubble, (laughs) right? you know, and, and I'm glad that it hasn't. I'm glad that so far your mental bubble has helped you, but I'm not, I'm not laughing at people. I'm actually, I'm actually more terrified for them. And I I get really passionate about this because I just want to shake like every single woman that's in there and be like, I don't want anything to happen to you. I don't want your aha moment to be that second that something bad actually happens to you because you don't know, you might end up like Molly Tibbetts who never thought she was going to leave her house and end up in a cornfield. Molly Tibbetts didn't get to have an aha moment that ended in her being like, next time I think I'm going to go run with a self-defense tool. Molly Tibbetts' options were over with that second that she went running and got raped and murdered and thrown into a cornfield. And we're not crazy. Like Emily and I... Sydney, we're not crazy for wanting to tell people this, for wanting to bring it to the forefront of people's minds. We do it because we truly care. Right. And we really do love women. And we really do want to empower, like take empowerment to this next level beyond whatever crazy thing you think empowerment means right now. Like there is nothing more empowering than truly knowing that you can take care of yourself and protect yourself and defend yourself. Right. They have to limit it's not even about that you have to, it's that you can, you have to can. Yep. Right. And why limit, you know, they, I feel like they, they take that word and that word empowerment and they just kind of want to limit it to be only represent this. And that is all it can't represent me being empowered to defend myself like that. Like those two things can't, can't go together. Yeah. um, When I, when I did the time shoot with Amy, when it came out, there was immediate pushback saying you can't, you, you, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself out there and be this gun girl? And I was like, I had a Kimber pepper bluff. I know. I remember you saying that you're like, Hey ladies, this, you pulled out the pepper blush. You're like, this is what I had in my, in my time shoot. Because it was because about self-defense. They, yeah, they don't understand they don't that this, no, the second amendment is what gives us a right to defend ourselves. Exactly. The second amendment. Yes. While it was there, like to say, we have the right to bear arms at the basic fundamental layer of what the second amendment means is it's, is recognizing we have a right to defend our lives. Mm-hmm. And then it just from there gives you the option to choose how you want to do that. Knowing that for most, the firearm is the great equalizer and it is the one thing that's going to help you. I mean, it was set up to defend yourself against a tyrannical government should they ever decide to take over the country again. Well, you want to use that against... I'm not going to have a pepper blaster up against their <laughs> AR-15. So I want a firearm. Like exactly. it, there has to be level playing fields here. But beyond that, if you choose not to in an everyday situation and you want to have something that's non-lethal, mm-hmm. you have options. So well, campus, you have to have something that's non-lethal because we are still battling the firearm debate. Yeah, what um, does that mean? You guys have campus carry, but you can't, can't carry on campus? <laughs> They recognize it, but um, I use Antonia because when we did the shoot, she brought her firearms and she went and asked um, our union building. They said, hey, what is the current, you know, what is the current laws? How I don't, I don't want to break any rules. Um, I just want to do the right thing. And they said, oh, well, yes, you can carry outside on campus grounds, but if you walk in a building, they're considered private. I don't think, were, were, were there signs out though that said that? Because I don't think they do have the 30-06 signs. Um, and some buildings, not in all of them. So in the ones that don't have yeah, it, because the campus do the, the what sorority houses do. Okay. That, and that's fine. That is a private property. Like yes. I get that, but the, but on the campus, student union no. campus, then, then I think that is 
ignorant um, campus advisors and people that don't know what they're talking about. And I don't think that you have, if it is not put out there on the sign, then it's not, it's not the law. The law is you can carry on campus. And if those signs are not out there, it's not a federal building, then you, you can carry. And so I would just, I I would advise people to look into it, make sure, double check. But yes, of course the professors are going to be like, nope, you can't carry. This is a private building. But no, it's not. Know your laws, know Mm -hmm. what the rules state. And if you want to carry and it is lawful for you to do so, then do it. Who cares if your professor doesn't know what they're talking about? Well, and the thing is people, it's, it's funny when you talk to people on campus about it, because I had a whole discussion with a girl one time and she was trying to fight me on the fact. She's like, it's just unsafe. You don't know what's going to happen. What if that person is a bad person? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, I said, okay, then what about a good, what about a good person? (laughs) And I, I hate using the argument, but it's just so true. It's, the good people with the bad with the gun are with the bad guys with the guns are always the ones that are coming on campus and shooting up the campus they're always the bad guys so what's wrong with having the good guy there what's wrong with having the woman that's trained what's wrong with having literally anyone on campus that's trained i just there's an that that there's something that they need to they need to be prepared for exactly and they don't want to do that well, I, I it really opened my eyes. I would love I would to have get loved to have just seen their faces and then just have a conversation with some like I just want to have a conversation. Like, <laughs> I want to just shake them and be like, "What? I, I just curious. What would you do? Like, this is my question. If you were walking down the street and somebody was coming up on you, what would you do? Would you one? Would you even notice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing. Right, exactly. And then if you did, what would you do? What if they just grabbed you? How would you, you know? And you know what? I'm going to change my tactic next time, Sydney, if we ever go do this at any other place, because I think that's right. I think I, I took for granted that not everybody believes the way that I do. And I went straight for the self-defense tools and the situational awareness. But I think I need, we need to pose more questions and we need to ask more people, really put it in situations. And, and, and I should have probably gone over the stats. I knew I have a good friend who's, who's um, the girl that he was dating. I know this was a long time ago, but like the girl that he was dating was brutally murdered when she went out for a run and she was a North Texas student. And I'm like, okay, maybe, I mean, you want to talk about scaring you. I can give you the statistics of what's going on in that area. And if you want to, you're lying. People think that you are not true. They're like, oh no, it's safe. And there's some, there's girls that believe that the surrounding area of UNT is not safe and they still don't do anything. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my car driving and I'm like, honey, uh, where's the firearm? <laughs> right. <It's not> <laughs> in my apartment complex in the cars, we've had break-ins. I mean, it's not like you're living in any other city, but in comparison to other places in Texas, it's not the safest. And when mm-hmm. you have to look at that, when you are going to a university to say, okay, I love this school. I want to be here, but I need to be having self-defense. So I need to be having self-defense class. I should be more aware when I'm out and about. I should be yeah. in groups and these girls just don't want to hear it. And well, it's definitely we- not limited to North Texas. Let's, I oh, mean, you, we can take Baylor that's in the middle of Waco. We can take UT, which is in the middle of Austin, Austin downtown Austin. Oh, it's, it's you want to talk about Nobody Siri. wants to talk about it. I know, but you talk about serious areas where you're just notorious for having more crime mm-hmm. is it is in bad areas or in the middle of downtown metropolitan areas. Like that just statistically you have more crime in those areas. And now you put colleges, shoop, 
right smack in the middle of them where predators know that women are walking by themselves. Women are going to walk by themselves late at night. They're going to be vulnerable. They're going to have their hands full. They're probably not going to have anything and they're going to have their head in their phone. Like predators are predators for a reason. They know what makes a vulnerable target. They know what makes a prey. And why do you think they target certain areas? Well, they do that because it's a lot easier for them. They don't ever go to areas that is going to be a difficult target because they're cowards. Exactly. These people are weak, cowardly men or women. I mean, most of the time it's men, but like they're weak cowards and they're going to go for something that's an easy kill, easy target. Exactly. And there's no, or an easy, just an easy time to rob someone. We have people that grab AirPods out of their ears. I mean, it's, it's absurd how stupid some of these things sound, but it's, it, they happen. They... It's scary. It's not something that anyone wants to go through. And there's no reason that it can't be prevented. And yeah, just, I, I, I want my friends to be better prepared. I want them to know, but it's just not, it, it's not through their heads yet. Well, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, you, I'm proud to have you on Team Alexa. I'm proud to have you out there as an ambassador on your campus for Empowered, for Turning Point. To have for- more girls like you on campus. Well, we do. And and this just makes me even more happy about the like the the women that listen to this podcast, the women that follow Stommy Tactical, the women that are on Team Alexa. I have this newfound appreciation for all these women because I'm like, these are strong women. These are truly strong women who have each other's backs and understand the reality that we live in. And then we're all willing to do something about it. And even though we might all be spread out across the country. I hope that we can all connect with one another and truly get to know each other and support one another because this is what supporting each other really looks like. Like Sydney is on a campus getting hate and people- Every single day. Every (laughs) single day. And she doesn't stop. Like you don't stop speaking this truth and you don't stop trying to help them, which more power to you because I don't know how you deal with this every single day. It motivates me. It honestly does. I say, you look at all these people and I look at Alexa and I look at- all of these different accounts and different women that do different things. And it's the most, the, like the most empowering thing. And the mo- the thing that drives me to keep talking, keep saying things, keep posting, because if one more girl sees it, that's yeah. one more mind changed or one more mind that says, you know, maybe I should have something. Maybe I should carry a self-defense tool. And yep. so just having that as the ability is worth right. it. And that's why we need to have more, more women just be willing to open up and talk a little bit about it. We're not, you know, you don't need to get on social media and start showing everyone that you have a gun, but at least kind of alluding to the fact that, you know, you do care about your, your safety and just exactly. kind of be willing to open that up. Cause I think so many, so many women just don't want to talk about it, especially if they do own a gun, you know, they just kind of keep that pretty private. And the more and more women that they see talking about it and, and showing about it and telling about it, then I think we'll be able to get more women involved in this community and then grow up bigger, bigger impact. Well, it energizes me. I am pumped. I left that meeting like so pumped. I'm like, Drew, what can we do to just continue to grow and help all the women that already have like bought into Alexa and then the ones that haven't quite yet that are on the fence that we have, we have their attention. Like what can we do to support women like you and other women across the US and just continue to make products that that help keep them safe? I mean, that's why I do what I do every day. And that's why Emily does what she does every single day. And it's it's good to know that there are women out there like you, Sydney, that um, that it has touched and it has affected. And so I just appreciate all you do for us. Um, I'm excited of what we're going to be doing together. I'm excited to have you on board with Team Alexo. 
I'm so excited. I, I've loved this brand for such a long time and to be working with you is just honestly the best. Well, well, we loved having you on the show. So thank you so much. And everybody go give Sydney a follow. Sydney, tell everybody where they can follow you and go support your efforts and just send you an encouraging message every now and then. All my social media is uh, my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all findable at, at Sydney N Sheridan. Um, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-N-S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N. We'll tag it. We'll tag it when we we post. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Sydney. And thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If something that we said tonight really touched a chord with you or you have a story that you want to share with us and there's anything that we can do to support and encourage you, please drop us a message at any of our platforms, at Stommy Tactical at Not Your Average Gun Girls, at Alexa Athletica, or even my personal account at the Amy Robbins. We'd love to hear from you and we will see you guys right back here again next week. Same time, same place. Time, same place. Bye guys. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.